Well, welcome church. Young adults, huh? I've been looking forward to this. So especially since Passion, these are my passion buddies, Dallas and Luke. We uh, were roomies at the West End. It was a great time. But I'm just here, I'm gonna ask them a couple of questions about Charles Sarasota, a little bit about themselves, and uh, so I'm just gonna start firing away. So the first one. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get acquainted with Chaga Sophia? So, when did I first hear? It was probably when I was like born. Because my grandparents pastored this church a long time ago. But I, I didn't hear, was it my freshman year when you guys tried to tell me, tried to move me away? So to my sophomore junior year, they brought me a picture of the house, and they're like, we're going to move to Florida. And I was like, not yet. Um, and so, which I'm glad I did, because great things came from staying. But that's when I probably first heard of it, like, actually. Um, and then we moved here, and that's how I first Question. So I go think we're going to stay with Luke. 
And uh, so how is the church and being involved impacting it? Piggybacking off the question two to question three. <laughs> Being involved in the church has just given me a great source of joy and happiness. And I sometimes have to remind myself, like, I'm not doing it for the people or the church or all that. Like, I'm here to worship the Lord. But all that secondary stuff is, has been a great blessing. And because I've only been really involved, involved with specific things. Like, I started going to men's group. Um, last summer, I uh, just got involved with the worship service um, this winter, and I've been absolutely loving it. Whenever Tina texts and is like, hey, would you be able to? I'm like, well, why would I say no? This is one of the greatest joys that I've been given. That's awesome. So we'll go back to Dal. And uh, so Dal, how have you witnessed him? And how will you witness him in the future? Mm. I witnessed, well, my mom had cancer, yeah. and now she doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. But I witnessed redemption in the same season of um, that time uh, with my now girlfriend, who we pray, I pray, um, that she would come back to me for like three years, and she did. Um, and But also, like, um, just um, his. Like, just as peace, because there was a time in my life where I was lonely, I was living in Oklahoma, my mom had cancer, I was not happy, I was not, I didn't have many, like, friends that I could go to, um, and I could have done a lot of different things, I could have gone a lot of different ways and made a lot of different choices, um, but because of him, I'm here today, and But um, 
Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna ask the, the girls to come forward here, and then you're gonna get to hear from them. But um, as they come, these guys, I'm just watching you both grow, and it's just awesome to witness and getting to live it out with y'all. It's, it's just amazing. I love you both. So, all right, girls. And I literally was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, 
she's also regular, and we were just like, I know you, and it wasn't scary, so I, I ran by myself, and I was late, so I was running in. And Maddie was so kind to me and just let me sit with her, and Luke was there too, where are you? And I was like, these glasses don't work, they're useless. Um, and um, I was just like, I don't know, it just it felt so at home, and everyone was so kind to me, and it's just something I've never experienced before. And so that's how I got started. Am I talking to No, okay, okay, okay. And so then I had to tell Diana, I was like, it's crazy. <laughs>
Dallas is talking about getting married and dating and everybody's doing that at Starbucks and you're just here like, um, hello, like, have you forgotten about me? And like, so I just, I get stubborn and so I always turn away because I'm like, well, he forgot about me um, because I don't have those. But at the end of the day, it's like, that's so not true, but I'll go back to this, okay. And then I said, um, but the year 2021 really rocked my core. I knew I wasn't following the Lord because I was smoking, I was doing drugs with all the wrong group of friends. And one day I thought everything was good. I, I even started to believe that God had abandoned me. But one day, the month of November, this is really hard. Okay. Um, God stripped all those friends away from me. They stopped talking to me. They completely abandoned me and I worked with them. So like, can you imagine working with people that just literally walk out of the room and you're there? It stinks. Um, and everyone I knew, the life I had, I was living for about two years was stripped away from me. And even though now I can say thank you God for loving me so much for doing that. But at the time it felt like more rejection than people I cared about. And I really struggled with rejection. So, um, where was I? So I went an entire year with no friends, just focused on school and isolation. I just sat in my room, I never left. I just, when I had school, that's when I left. Um, but the beautiful thing is the relationship with my grandma, my Nemo, became stronger. Um, we didn't talk for a while because I thought I was being rejected and it wasn't true and I just completely went away from my Nemo and the young adults know I love my Nemo. <laughs> and so the fact that I could have that stronger relationship now is just such a blessing from God. I was able to forgive my mom for some awful things that she's done to me and said to me and that's really hard, I'm still working on that one. Um, I was beginning to lean on God. I was beginning to actually pray, but not. I treated Him like a vending machine. Like, oh God, please let me pass this test, and um, I'll go to church. Um, and then I pass, and then I would be like, okay, gotcha. Um, and I, I, I didn't treat Him like a father. I treated Him like it was a vending machine, and it was like almost like a casino. And I was like, will I get it? Will I get His love? And I didn't even know I had it the whole time. Oh, there's more, don't worry. <laughs> um, and then God blessed me in the best way. Brought me Diana. I had no friends, and then Diana came into my life, and it was the first friend I could ever talk about God with and not be judged or questioned about it. We talked so much in her little so much about our struggles with the Lord and the abandonment fears that I was facing. I didn't even know I had felt abandoned until I started actually talking about God and like our struggles. And I didn't even realize like the people I live with have abandoned me. And I didn't even know that. And I didn't know why I was so angry with the Lord. And it was because I was like, why would you give me these people who don't even like me as family? But family isn't just blood, is it?
Marsha, you're amazing. And how they invited me here. And the first time I walked in, I saw Laura, and we just looked at each other and we're like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> and Maddie let me sit with her, and I just felt like I was home, which is not a feeling I had in a really long time. And that's what I thought. This turned into like testimony time, and I'm here for it. I love this so much. Both of you, amazing, beautiful. Like, it is totally the Lord that you're here in this room. I thought that's what we were supposed to be doing. It's perfect. Oh, it's perfect. Do not worry about that. Do not worry about that. Well, I'll just go then. Let's do this. Um, so, God, I mean, how has He not? How has he not changed our lives? Um, I um, grew up in church, and I grew up going to church and with a love of the Lord and Bible stories and the coloring pages as a little kid. Um, but it wasn't until I was about 13 years old that I chose Jesus for myself, and I really rededicated my life. And I decided that this isn't just something that I'm going to do because my parents took me to church with them. Um, but I'm here because I want to be here and because I'm going through hard things and I'm struggling and I need to know that God loves me and I need to know that he is there for me and um, ended up going through a season as a teenager, um, going through a season of really difficult um, low self-esteem and uh, insecurities and thinking really lowly of myself and feeling really lonely and feeling like I had no friends, no strong friends really um, as a teenager. Um, but the Lord called me to ministry when I was 18 yeah. and I knew that. And I knew that that, was, um, that that was solid. I knew that God was calling me to that. And so how has he changed my life and gave me a purpose? He gave me confidence in who I am and who he says that I am. Um, he gave me an assurance um, that I can trust him, that he's gonna show up for me, yeah. um, that he's gonna provide for me, um, and I'm gonna keep on trusting in that because you know, I'm still growing and my word for the year is uh, fearless because um, I can be a little scaredy cat sometimes. And so it's like, we're just going for it, me and God, and I'm so thankful, and I'm not gonna, ever gonna get it right, um, but to be a part of what God's doing in this church while I'm doing on this journey with the Lord in my own life, um, it's, it's amazing to sit and listen to this kind of authenticity and vulnerability just in casual conversation is a breath of fresh air, and maybe some of you feel the same way. It's, it's amazing and it's special. I'm glad I'm not sharing yet. I couldn't get through it. Oh my goodness. So I'm going to combine these questions. So feel free to share however you would. But um, how have you witnessed God um, through the church? How you all serve at like a huge capacity. Okay, so Christina and Diana, they came to church on Saturday. And then they texted me. They were like, can you serve next weekend? No joke. I'm like, yeah. And then the next weekend, yeah, serious. And then the next weekend, they were like, we'll greet every week. And I'm like, oh, we have a schedule, but thank you. Like, <laughs> so, so what did they do? 
coffee bar. I mean, serious. Yeah. And Paige serves her tail off too. So, how has serving and like being connected in the church impacted you, and how have you witnessed God through that? Whoever wants to share you. Yeah. Witness it. Witness it. Amazing. 
I'm, I'm just glad to be up here. This is a great group of people. I love this. Um, how has serving the church impacted me? Um, I am a better show of my love with my actions than my words sometimes. And that's just kind of the overflow of my heart. And it's true with my family and my friends as well. Um, but that's what it's always been for me with the church. I, I served at a younger age, even before God called me to ministry. And then doing that now as my calling and my job, and it's more than a job. It's what they say about find out what you love and get paid to do it. It's, it's the best. And so I, I would be here every day, all day, do nothing else if I could, because I have such a love for God that I can't even put into words, but I can try to do my best to serve his people and his kingdom in a way that kind of scratches the surface of how I feel. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll make the slides and I'll set up the stage and have a rocket tech team or do whatever I need to do because this isn't about me, this isn't about anybody else, this is about what God's doing here. Yeah. And just to be yeah. in the room of what God's doing. Yeah. To be present in the space of like, life change happens here. And it's not here, 8500, it's here in this room where these people are, where this gathering of community is, where somebody can walk in the room and instantly feel like this is where I belong. You know, I want to be a part of creating that space. And not because of anything I can do, but because of how God can use me. <laughs> and like I've, I told the tech team, even just last week with Easter, like my heart for even tech ministry, which sounds silly to some people because you're like, it's a computer. What do you do? But what I, my heart for the tech ministry is the parable that Jesus gives of the sower that I want the seed that the Lord throws out to fall on good soil. And I want this space to be good soil. And I want our tech ministry to be a part of that good soil. I don't want us to be rocky ground. I don't want us to be the dry dirt. I want to be the good soil that the seed the Lord is throwing out can be planted and flourish and anything that we can do to be a part of that. And I think that echoes to so many of us when we serve, that we're just a part of it. We're not the seed, we're not the water, we're not what brings it life, but we're a part of it in some way. Um, yeah. <laughs> can you see that God has literally changed lives and like God is changing lives in this church? So one question, how do you hope to witness him in Chog SRQ in the future? We have a building, we're praying for a building, we're praying for a softball championship, I love that. And so how do you hope to witness God in and through Church of God Sarasota in the future? Because I'm with Luke, I'm, I want to be here for life, Lord, do it Lord, I love it. I definitely just want to see, I've talked to Marsha this a lot and I just want to see what God has for me and like Marcia's always like you got a voice you got a voice yeah. and I don't even think she just means singing I think she just means like talking what does she call you the barista the barista evangelist <laughs> <laughs> I have a shirt it's it's patent um but 
I just really want to see, like, I just want God to just give it to me. I want to see what I can do and what this voice, this, this body, you know, what I can do and what I can bring and all those material things that I want, like, they're going to come in time and I just really want to witness what I can do here and just see what happens and the relationships we can build and the groups we can build and the softball teams we can win with more players <laughs> and stuff like that and I just, I'm so excited. To, I just really want to see what God has for me and I want him to bring it.
My handmaid. All young adults. Oh, definitely two. <laughs> no, just kidding. I married my young adults back. <laughs> on our hearts to share, and um, this this was a quote from last week, Easter was the best, am I right? Yeah. And Marcia said this, and it's amazing. There's a compelling response that rises up in a person when they've truly witnessed the resurrection, healing, saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There is this compelling rise up in us for who he is and all he's done, and I can't stay silent. I'll witness it. I'll tell it. I've told it. I won't stop. Whoa. Amazing. And so that just, that was powerful for me. And as we were preparing for this, I felt like God said Acts 2. And so when we moved down here, that was one of the leading scriptures was Acts 2. And so I opened my Bible and I'm reading it in my Bible, and it was a certain page that, um, you know how some Bibles will have little titles in them? And so my title said, a growing and a generous and growing church above Acts 2. And I was like, that is our church, a generous and growing church. And so I thought about the foster care families that we brought all of these funds and gifts for. And I thought of the widows that not all of you might know this, but um, our church puts together baskets for widows during Christmas and Easter and maybe other times as well. But I thought of those things. Our church is a generous and a growing church. So I just want to read Acts 2 over all of us and just think about how um, God has really impacted you in this way and how you want to witness this um, in your life. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. We can eat, can't we? <laughs> Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions, literally we did that when we moved here, to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So I've asked Aaron to share a little bit of his testimony, just a snippet of the way that God has really used this and used this church to change his life. And then we're going to lead into an awesome response. Yeah, thank you, Laura. Ladies, you did awesome, by the way, so very inspiring. So yeah, I've, I've given my testimony before, but if you haven't heard it, I, uh, I suffered from uh, drug and alcohol abuse, from breaking my hip to just partying hard, and uh, I had a lot of people praying for me, a lot of people from this church, actually, and um, they wanted me to just get to church, and I thought, you know, I just, I'm fine, I have control over myself, but I, I really didn't, and at the time, to have fun, you know, it was part of it, you know, that's, that's what we did, to have fun. I've never in my whole life had met people that could just get together and act goofy and play games and eat good food and just really have good community and fellowship. So I eventually started to come to young adults and church. Um, my, one day I got a call from, this was before, but I got a call from my mother 
Tina and I went to high school together and are pretty much cousins. But uh, that Tina was coming down to plant a church with some people from Indiana. So my brother and I checked it out down at the school, and, but slow enough, yeah, we, we kept coming more and more. And then eventually I started coming to the Young Adults, and we, we just had, I mean, amazing times. I, I couldn't believe it. So Laura and I started getting closer and closer, and we, we built a pretty good foundation. It was underneath God. And those times where you're thinking, you know, I don't want to do this, I don't want to go to church. You know, that's not you, that's the enemy coming in. And with things that you can learn at church, like prayer, scripture, you know, worshiping, this is with this awesome worship music, and just coming to church and coming to this ministry, these are the swords of the spirit that will slay any enemy that he brings against you. So um, for my scripture, I chose John 3.16, which is to me like the most common Bible verse. As a child, uh, my parents were, had us to church, so I knew John 3.16, and it's, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So back then, I, I memorized it, and I've always been good at memorizing things, and I can recite it, but I didn't really truly understand it. it. It really took coming to church and giving up drugs and alcohol. And one day, February of 2021, during response time, which is, I highly recommend utilizing it. It's such a great resource. You, know, you can really listen to God. So February of 2021. That was a young adult service. It was a young adult service. Yeah. Tina preached. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Pastor Larry here, I found myself at the altar, and put his hand on my back, he said, can I help you pray for brother? And I just told him that I need help, I want to surround myself with good people. And he prayed for me, and ever since that moment, you know, the life just continued to get better and better. And um, that just shows you the grace of God. It's really, really awesome. Another scripture I chose was Matthew 22. Uh, we did Experiencing God last year, and it was such a great book. Um, but Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So, if you really love the Lord your God with all your heart, and you actually give your life to Him, and He's your, your Savior, which is awesome. But, when you make him the Lord of your life, and you pray to him the first thing you do when you wake up, you pray to him the last thing you do before you go to sleep, you really dedicate your life to Christ, the, everything else falls into place. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy, but you start doing it, and I mean, it's just, it's, it's phenomenal. But it's awesome to see this church grow, right? <laughs> I mean, God's church is growing. So, I accepted the challenge. It took me a while, but I did it and I accepted the challenge. So I highly recommend for anyone who hasn't done it to accept the challenge. Make God your Savior and the Lord of your life. And you I promise you, you will not you will not dis it will not disappoint you. But be a witness because it's happening. Yeah. And live it out because yeah. it's happening. Don't don't stay back in the shadows. Like I said before, the enemy wants to hold you back. Yeah. And my brother Andrew actually used to come into my old 
uh, studio apartment, and I would always have all the windows closed, and I'd just like to numb myself, but my brother would come in and open up the windows and let the light in, and he'd actually be singing that song. <laughs> we got into many fights over that. But soon, I just learned to let the, open up the windows and then letting the light in. And from going from what I went through to now, last week I was on the stage singing, open up the windows, let the light in. And now I'm out here with the young adults pastor and leading a life for this world. It's, it's, it's just awesome. Yeah, that's awesome.
And so, God, um, we're just so excited for what you have for this church, God. We're so excited, Lord. Um, we're on fire, like Larry says, for what you're going to do, Lord. And so I just pray that you would strengthen them, God, that there would be healing in every single cell in their bodies. God, that financial provision would come, that living, living situations would come, that a building would come. God, just exactly what you would provide, Lord Jehovah Jireh. God, we love them, and I just pray that our church can circle around and just pray and lift them up, God, as they do ministry all throughout the week for all of us. They show up to hospital rooms, and they show up to Starbucks to encourage, and God, they send text messages, and they lead women's group and men's group, and this church, God, they provide so much for all of us, God. Amazing sermons every single week. And so, Lord, can the young adults, God, just lift them up in prayer, but Lord, can our whole church lift them up in prayer, God? And God, just continue to bless this church. God, as we respond, may we just um, light a candle, Lord, to signify, God, how powerful you are in our lives or in these people that we're praying for. God, may we bend the knee at the altar and pray for young adults, Lord, that, um, that need you, God. May we kneel, the, kneel at the altar, God, and pray for our pastors who are serving, serving, serving. And the enemy hates that. The enemy's trying to come against, but he can go back <laughs> to what he's been doing. Because, God, you're so much greater. And so, Lord, we just lift them up tonight, God. We lift you up, Lord, and just ask for you to bless it, God. Bless all of it. And, Lord, just receive all the glory. It's in your holy and precious name that we pray. Amen. 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 I love you. Thank you so much, Lord. <laughs> We're going to have the worship team come back up. And it's time to respond, guys. And like Laura said, come light a candle. Come pray at the altar. Really.